0: Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 11th of July. In your squiz today, down in the dumps over the cost of living, a big NATO summit, a huge fish, and Elton John's massive performing career ends. This is your squiz today. Claire, the increasing cost of living is this year's barbecue stopper. And a new report out from the communications and advocacy firm SEC Newgate surveyed 2,207 Aussies. And it shows that it's really got us down. Yeah,
1: we're a bit down in the dumps about it. (laughs) Uh, This is their Mood of the Nation report. Their researcher, David Stolper, says that the cost of living is really starting to bite Mm -hmm. hard and that Aussies are feeling deeply pessimistic about the economic outlook for the next 12 months. Uh, Stolper also said that the survey shows that 46% of Australians are now experiencing financial difficulties, which is up by 7% Over the last couple of months.
0: And there's really nowhere to hide with the price of everyday essentials a major problem for Aussies. 90% of the respondents flagged that groceries and electricity are their main concerns. And that takes me nicely to an announcement that was made yesterday. Energy Minister Chris Bowen confirmed that the mandatory gas code of conduct has been finalised and will be in place from today.
1: Yeah, so of course, a big part of Anthony Albanese's pitch to voters at the last election uh, was a promise to bring down energy prices. And yesterday, Bowen said that this code will see more gas at more reasonable prices for Australians. Uh, He's been talking to the gas producers for months Mm. about a cap on wholesale prices, uh, along with commitments to supply the domestic market. And that process is now wrapped up. The Australian Petroleum Production Exploration Association, which is very hard to say, (laughs) but it's the industry body that represents the gas producers. Uh, They say that their members will get on with it.
0: Yeah, they also say the government needs to devise a plan to bring on new gas supply, which is a nod to some governments not approving new gas developments due to environmental concerns. Along with introducing caps on coal costs for electricity generators, Bowen says the government's actions have nearly halved wholesale energy prices. So fingers crossed that filters through to us in the retail market. NATO is an acronym we're going to hear a lot about this week. That's the North Atlantic Treaty Organisation. The leaders from its 30 member nations are meeting in Lithuania for two days of talks. They'll start tonight our time and they've got quite a bit on the agenda. Yes,
1: so it's the military alliance that includes Western Europe, uh, also North America, and they're set to indicate to Russia that they're backing Ukraine for the long haul. Ukraine's not a NATO member, uh, but there will be the establishment of a new NATO Ukraine Council. Australia is also not a NATO member, Mm -hmm. but Prime Minister Anthony Albanese will be there. Uh, He's there as an ally and he's fresh from shaking hands with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. That was in Berlin
0: yesterday. That's after Germany announced that it's bought 100 Queensland-made boxer-armed carriers. They're a military vehicle that's made here by German defence giant Rheinmetall. That deal is worth $1 billion to the Aussie economy. Claire, there's been a big development to do with expanding access to the abortion pill in Australia. Reports say that all doctors and nurse practitioners will be able to prescribe the pregnancy termination pill, MS2-STEP, from August.
1: That's after recommendations from the advisory bodies that talk to the government about what sort of medications should be available to Australians. And the report this morning in the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age says that that's going to be approved by the Albanese government. Who's been able to prescribe and dispense that drug has been really tight Held. It's also known as RU486 and some might remember that there was a particularly brutal political debate over all of that in 2006, but it eventually started to be used in 2012 and today about 10% of doctors and 30% of pharmacists are certified to deal with the medication.
0: For those who don't know, MS2STEP is a two-tablet course of drugs that can be taken up to nine weeks into a pregnancy. Advocates say that Aussie women, particularly those in regional and rural areas, have problems accessing abortions, and this expanded access is welcomed. And we'll no doubt hear what anti-abortion lobbyists have to say today. If you saw some news on the weekend, you might have seen that a 22-year-old Queensland sailor named Xavier Durr was rescued in the Great Australian Bight. It was after his boat capsized during a heavy storm as he was trying to break some big sailing records. And yesterday he talked about what he thinks might have caused the capsize.
1: Yeah, it wasn't the storm he doesn't think that brought his voyage to that very sad end. He said yesterday that he believes that it was a pod of sunfish. Uh, If you don't know what they are, they're really funny looking things. Uh, (laughs) One has called it a guitar pick with wings. Uh, They're very, very, very strange. Uh, they're very, very big as well. And they can weigh over two and a half thousand kilos. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he says is that he was surfing down a very large wave in that storm when his boat came to a very abrupt stop. He said, uh, I hit an object and I kind of folded over it. And he ruled out that it was a lost shipping container because he said it didn't have that hard crunch <laughs> on collision.
0: Yeah, he might be onto something there, Claire. Marine biologist, Maris agrees that a sunfish or a couple of them was the most likely culprit because of what she says are their epic proportions. So it's a very good memo for anyone planning on going for a sale. Avoid the sunfish at all costs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're going to come off second best. and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP. The legendary Sir Elton John has bid farewell to his five-decade-long performing career. He wrapped up his Farewell Yellow Brick Road tour on Sunday with his final performance after more than 300 international shows that were attended by more than 6 million fans.
1: Yep, Taylor Swift, eat your heart out. Six million (laughs) fans on that tour is just absolutely incredible. Uh It started in 2018 and it was meant to end in 2021 but of course when you think back on that period there was something Mm -hmm. a bit like a pandemic (laughs) that kind of brought things unstuck. Uh, What Elton John says is that he really had to get on with it. He needed to bring his five decades on the road to a proper close. Uh, So he did that in Stockholm uh, and he He's 76 years old. He says that he's going to spend some more time with his husband and they've got a couple of young kids.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very, very well-deserved retirement, Claire. And if you're a fan, never fear. He says that there won't be any more concerts, but he will continue to work on new music. Alice, I reckon there'll be a couple of concerts. Let's see how it goes. (laughs) Squeeze the day, Claire. We're expecting the monthly household spending data for the month of May from the Bureau of Stats today. As we mentioned earlier, Aussies are really feeling the pinch at the moment, so it will be interesting to see the official stats behind that.
1: Oh, isn't that a nice rounding out of the podcast mm, today? We brought that home <laughs> very nicely. Uh, also, speaking of data, there is a big report out today from the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare. It's called How Long
0: Can Australians Live? And I'm intrigued to find out the answer. Yeah, me too. And that's us done for today. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.